All right, here we go. Welcome in, everyone. It is the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, uh, we're very happy to have uh, Annie Schwarzenberg, uh, coach of the Oakdale girls soccer team. Uh, The Bears are in the state semifinals uh, this Saturday at 7.30 at Ligonor High School against Mount Hebron. Uh, so we look forward to talking to Coach uh, Schwarzenberg about that in her uh, team season. And, and uh, she used to play at Oakdale, so we'll talk to her about um, just her transition from playing uh, at Oakdale into coaching at her alma mater. So, so we look forward to that discussion with Coach Schwarzenberg. But uh, lots of playoff action going on around the county. And here to help me break it all down is uh, John Cannon. How are you, John? Oh, good. Uh, well, where to start? I guess I guess we'll start with the soccer because that, that, that's where we have the most teams. Uh, Brunswick alive in boys and girls soccer. Uh, the boys team uh, will play Saturday at noon um, at Northeast High School against Allegheny. And uh, the Brunswick girls team uh, will play, uh, following that one, uh, they play top-seeded Mountain Ridge. At, and those are both at Northeast High School on Saturday afternoon. Have you, have you seen the Brunswick uh, soccer teams this year, John? I have not. You, you, you no. have not. Okay. Um, uh, in Class 3A at, at Ligonor High School, uh, the Tuscarora boys um, we'll uh, play C. Milton right at noon, and then the late game uh, will be Oakdale and Mount Hebron. That's that's the seven thirty game Saturday. You have seen the Tuscarora boys though. Oh, they're very good, uh, very very good. I mean, they're fun to watch. I mean, they, the way they pass the ball, they have I guess you call it a short game. They just work the ball to each other, and they're um, they they play a possession game. If a team does manage to get it on the offensive side, the other team's offensive side, their defense just cleans stuff up so quickly. They're, they're a force. Yeah, and on Saturday they overcame uh, a heck of a deficit. Uh, they they were uh, down three one in, in in their um, in their quarterfinal game against I believe it was Reservoir mm-hmm. um, at, at home, and, and they they had a great second half, and they, and, and they managed to pull out that win. And uh, their their goalkeeper was tested. He's he's not a he's not a keeper by nature. <laughs> yeah, he was a striker last year. That's. Uh, they seemed like they had all the all the pieces coming into this season, but lo and behold, they were uh, they needed a goalie. <laughs> they were kind of short there, and he stepped up and he uh, he's he uh, he's he's made some saves here and there when he needed to. And uh, and uh, you know what? He always strikes me about soccer, though. You mentioned that. I I forgot about that, the Oakdale girls coach. So three of the four teams that are still alive have coaches who played at the team they're now coaching. Yes, we have Sean Baker uh, and Derek uh, Demich uh, of Brunswick. Excellent point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I wanted to get back to Brunswick too because uh, this is this has happened before where where both teams have been in this position. Um, oh man, what was the year? Oh, where, 2011, where, 12, uh, so, so somewhere in there, they they both they both made the state final uh, mm-hmm. um, with Drew and Dara um, Demich uh, uh, leading leading those teams to the state final, and then uh, Sean Baker uh, came in. Uh, I, I believe he was on the heels of of, of, of that team. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he was on that team or not. Yeah, I think Sean's a little older than Drew. I think Sean was there circa 2000, late, mid to late 2000s. Okay. I'm saying. Okay. I'm right. Um, but but yeah, it, it is very interesting. And um, I, I, I tell you, the Brunswick girls, they're a very experienced team. They, 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 they score a lot of goals. I'm sure Mountain Ridge uh, will we'll present them a good test. Um, but but uh, I, I give them a good shot to win. And then, and, and, and the boys' team is. is the top seed in, in their matchup with Allegheny. So, mm-hmm. um, um, 
And so it should be uh, two excellent boys soccer games at Northeast, and I, I, get, I give Brunswick a good shot um, to win both of those games. Also on Saturday, uh, state cross country. John, you'll be there at uh, Hereford High School um, uh, for the state cross country meet. It's a long day. You've done it before. I've done it before. Um, and and we do have some contenders, I guess, in Class 3A. Uh, Caroline Gregory of Frederick uh, will, will, will be one of the run, runners to watch there. Yeah, and uh, and of course the Urbana girls team, I suppose. I, I would guess they'd be in contention. And Yeah, and, in Class 4A, right. And Alex Contreras and, and with uh, Catoctin boys, I, I mean, he, did, he won the region, so I mean, gotta think he's a contender as well. Right. Uh, so, so a couple of team uh, champion possibilities. Brunswick in one A, they they performed very well before mm-hmm. in state cross country, mm-hmm. and they, they typically have a good team uh, with 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 Coach uh, and uh, Zumba and, and and Coach Lee Zumba there. So. Um, so, so again, I, I, I wouldn't count them out. The Ligonor boys uh, in, in 3A um, <coughs> with uh, Jack uh, Sears um, uh, leading the way. Um, they, they might make some noise in the, in the 3A boys team race. So state cross country soccer Saturday. Um, uh, football, uh, we do have, I believe, one game Saturday. Um, that is the Urbana-Mount Hebron game in the 4A, 3A um, our west region urbana will play at mount hebron at 1 p.m on saturday but the bulk of the football is friday night um a couple of interesting uh, local games played here in the county oakdale and ligonor play again in the rematch of their crazy 54 53 overtime uh game um uh, a month or so ago and and the game that really intrigues me john and, and and you'll be there is the frederick damascus game Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick, a, a very talented team, but but they don't have the same playoff experience, obviously, that Damascus does. Yeah, huge test. I mean, I, I think Frederick's probably fully capable of beating them, but you're still you're playing Damascus. I mean, they're like uh, they're almost kind of uh, I guess like the Yankees of high school football. And right, you, 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 just that na- that name that name yeah. carries c- carries a lot of weight, and that mystique, uh, a, a good word there, mm-hmm. uh, carries a lot of weight. So. Can Fre- how, how will Frederick handle facing a team with, with, with more playoff experience, even though they might be the more talented team? Ligon or Oakdale, uh, that, that one I could see going either way, can't you? Well, it should be like 12 to, 12 to 10 or something like <laughs> All that. Right. It, it'll, it'll be a total course correction mm-hmm. um, uh, from, from the previous game. Uh, and it'll, it'll be a low-scoring affair where, where the defense uh, shows up in that one and then uh the other game is uh brunswick uh they're at home against uh pikesville um and uh pikesville i, th- I think uh, they had trouble beating they had trouble in a game against williamsport where williamsport mm-hmm. sort of wiped them off the field and right. and uh, um and brunswick is wounded as they are without michael souders uh, you have to like their chances in that game i, I picked them because they're home the souders is huge i mean yeah, he 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 contribute. He's a major contributor on offense, defense, and special teams, and he's a leader. But they won last week without him, and it was tough against Catoctin. But they they gutted it out, and they're at home again. So yeah, they'll they'll be counting a lot on that defense to to kind of keep the score low, mm-hmm. uh, allow Ethan Houck, their freshman quarterback, to, to generate enough offense. 
Um, I, I guess they had a great defensive stand in that game mm-hmm. uh, last week. Um, yeah. uh, at yes. the end of the game last week against Catoctin. Yeah. And, and then they had a big run. Um, ben, uh, yeah, Ben Wells, a sophomore, came in there on a fourth and one. Catoctin went for a fourth and one from the five. But, you know, uh, Brunswick up by six, and sophomore busted in the backfield and brought down uh, Connor Crum. He's a, he's a tough quarterback. He was tearing him up with his legs and his arm there late in the game, and they, they stood up when they had to. Right, and, and Brunswick had lost to Catoctin uh, the, 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 pr- the previous week. So uh, so they come right back, and uh, and then they're able to beat them in advance in the playoffs. You have to like their chances against Pikesville, even though Souders mm-hmm. uh, won't be playing. Um, we, we we mentioned the Urbana-Mount Hebron game Saturday. Also, f- uh, going back to the Friday schedule, um, Middletown is at Glenelg. Uh, Glenelg's been a pretty good football program in, in, in recent years, but it seems like Middletown's rounding into, rounding into form. They've won uh, three or four in a row now. And uh, they, they, they look very good. They had the big win to end of the regular season against Walkersville. Uh, their defense is tough. Um, uh, it, it's hard to run against that Middletown front. And then Carson Smith has had an awesome season as their starting running back. So um, you have to like Middletown's chances in, in that game. And then Walkersville plays at o- Oakland Mills. Uh, this game – it was almost the exact same situation where Walkersville's the four seed, Oakland Mills is the one seed in 2015. <laughs> I covered that game. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, the Wetzel. Had, I mean, yeah, Walkersville decided underdog, and they – Wetzel uh, – uh, Jacob Wetzel? I mean, yeah, yeah. Jacob, he came up yeah. some – he made many huge plays. I forget. He returned something. Or had a big run, and that was a huge win for them. They, uh, right, and, and that sent them on their way to the state final in 2015. Mm-hmm. They didn't win it that year. Right. Uh, but they came back the next year and, and, and won it in 2016 uh, with an undefeated record and then carried their run all the way into the following year against Damascus where you had that controversial uh, <laughs> game, that 7-3 game at Damascus. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's the Damascus uh, playoff <laughs> mystique. John, John, didn't you cover a game, uh, <laughs> a, a Ligonor game at Damascus where the where the football inflated on a on a, on a yeah, on it a came kick. down. I mean, they barely Damascus barely won, and Ligonor was going for a field goal. And it, it I, I, when I saw it, I didn't know if it was blocked or not. And they showed me the ball after the game, and it deflated. I guess when the when the kid kicked it, and uh, strange, you saw a blackout one time in a game. <laughs> right, so, something about Damascus. I mean, mm-hmm. the, 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 that's what Frederick's going to be dealing with on Friday, mm-hmm. even though the game is at is at Frederick High. Um, and we should also mention on, on the football schedule that uh, that MSD uh, closes its uh, home schedule out against the uh, Maryland Revolution. Um, uh, so football Friday and Saturday, cross country Saturday, soccer Saturday, um, volleyball. Well, Ur- Ur- Urbana is still alive in mm-hmm. um, in the state volleyball playoffs. I, I guess. We don't know who they're playing yet, right. but John, you saw them play um, uh, Northwest in the um, mm-hmm. in the uh, it was the, the regional, region, championship re- regional championship at Northwest. Yeah, yeah. right. And and Urbana looked uh, looked really good. Yeah, I mean, really, they were the stronger team. They uh, they gave up. They won the first two sets. Uh, they ended up winning three to one. And remember, Northwest had won four straight titles by beating Urbana in two thousand. 18 and now Toddy Allen Johnson's a holdover from that Urbana team. She played against them, so she's still around. And uh, Urbana was the team tonight. Right, and, and it's hard to know how they stack up because we don't know who they're who they're playing yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oakdale was also in a regional championship, and they they ran into the North Hagerstown uh, juggernaut, and uh, and and that was a tough one. Oakdale, we we should mention, pulled out a great win over South Hagerstown uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Uh, they were down 14 to 10 in the fifth and final set. Uh, any, any 
they were they were down to their final point. If, if they lost another point, they were going to be done. But but they uh, really had a gritty effort there and, and and played their best volleyball when they had to. Um, got there got uh, some big serving from uh, Ryan O'Neill, uh, who served him out of that fourteen to ten hole, and she had been struggling with her serve. Uh, she's she's the team setter and. Um, mm-hmm. And then they counted heavily on uh, Elise Smith, their great hitter, uh, to pull out that win. But uh, North Hagerstown's got a couple of Division One hitters, and, and they're just really tough. And, and, and Oakdale ran into that juggernaut mm-hmm. on um, on uh, Wednesday night. All right, so uh, lots of playoff action going on. It's, it's sort of a cool time of year here, John. We're going to have hopefully some state finals in soccer, and then mm-hmm. and then football is getting down to its. Uh, regional finals and state quarterfinals and stuff so so it's a pretty exciting uh, time of year all right uh, we'll get some flavor uh, for this exciting time of year from oakdale soccer coach uh, annie schwarzenberg uh, formerly annie marshall her team plays mount hebron on uh, saturday at 7 30 at Ligonor in the state semifinal and we will talk to coach schwarzenberg about that coming up right after this Very pleased to be welcoming to the program Coach Annie Schwarzenberg, formerly Coach Annie Marshall. Uh, Annie played at Oakdale High School. She's now the coach of the Bears, uh, who are, of course, in the state semifinals. Welcome, Coach. How are you? I'm doing well. Really excited to be here. How it doesn't. You? Yeah, we, we were just talking. It doesn't feel like November out there, right? No. I mean, it's like 70 degrees. What, what, what's going on right now? Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm loving it in a t-shirt and shorts at practice enjoying the sun the girls are like it's hot <laughs> right you have, to, you have to take like uh, regular water breaks i'm, I'm sure uh, in, of course in, always in, in, the, in the warmer conditions yeah of course always encouraging them to drink lots of water all the time had to give them a reminder today even though saturdays might be a little bit chilly we still need to be hydrating over the next few days to make sure we're preparing our bodies the best we can for the state semifinal game. But when I talked to you after your big win over Tuscarora recently, you said you like the cold weather because because the cold <laughs> weather means you're you're playing important games. So 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 when it's cold that, that and you're and you're still practicing, that's generally a good thing, right? Yes, absolutely. But I'm I'm not gonna be mad if. When we're playing in the evening, the temperature drops as it should in November. But during practice, if I'm not having to huddle up that's or in, um, bundle up, that's kind of nice. So, so, so you're telling me you'll take the 70-degree practice days, and if it gets a little colder at night for the games, that, 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 that's fine too. That's fine. I mean, if the games stay in the 50s, 60s, I'm not entirely mad. But, again, cold weather does mean good things for the season. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to you to be the coach of this program? And you, you, you played for the school. Now, now you're coaching, and now you're you're preparing for a really important game on Saturday against Mount Hebron in the state semifinals. What, is, what does it mean to you to be um, the coach of this team? It's really a dream come true. So, um, coming out of college, I teacher, I knew I wanted to coach, and um, really coming back to Oakdale was just perfect timing and it fell right in my lap. I was able to get my teaching job. And um, at the time, the assistant JV coach was stepping down and um, gave me the opportunity to start really jumping into coaching. And then this season um, with Coach Arik stepping down and giving me the opportunity to 
coach Oaks Hill varsity soccer, which I played on for four years is incredible. It's coming back to the same home field that I remember playing under the lights and getting so excited and having a little bit of the nerves sometimes when you're playing in the gig game, but it really was coming home. So that was, it's been incredible. Do you still get the nerves um, prior to games? Um, I, I wouldn't call it as much nerves anymore as a coach. It's more excitement. Yeah. Did, did you feel ready to be a head coach? Yeah, I felt like it was time. Um, I had put two um, years in as JV coach, and I felt like after two successful JV seasons, um, I had learned a lot. And, of course, there's still a lot that I have to learn, but I was ready to take charge of this program and start taking it into a direction um, where I can continue to see us being really successful and building the program into a place where we are a consistent powerhouse in the county. Right. What, what, what was your assessment of the team when, when, when you took over? I mean, uh, you knew you had some good players, of course, but wh where did you think you really needed to get better? Wh where were you strong? Just what was your assessment of the team coming into the year? So coming into the year, particularly after the spring, the spring was rough for a whole number of reasons. Um, a COVID season, playing in the spring, for one, right? Um, where a lot of the girls had their own club um, obligations as well. And we were really managing bodies, um, particularly because our numbers were so low. Um, in the spring, we could barely field um, a full JV and varsity team at Oakdale. And that was really difficult. Coming into the season, it was really exciting because – while we had difficult numbers last year, we only um, graduated one senior that was playing. Um, we had a few seniors in the spring, but due to injury, we only had one who played. So we really, on the field, only lost one person. And we had all these girls coming back, which was incredible. And then, of course, have your sophomore class rising, um, a very large group of freshmen. We had about 25 freshmen come out to tryouts which is just as many as we had in the program in the spring, only give or take five to 10, which was really exciting to come into just knowing that we could build the program and have the depth that we hadn't had um, in the spring. Yeah. It seems like you guys do everything r really well. You, you score goals, you, you, you play defense, uh, your, your keeper is good. I mean, you, you pretty much have, everything a coach could ask for in a high school soccer team, it seems. Uh, can you just talk about the evolution of the program? Because when you were playing at Oakdale, you guys were winning a lot, a lot of low-scoring games. You were, you were known more, more for the defense than the offense, but now you guys could score goals with, with the best of them. Um, and so when I was in high school, we were definitely a very much defensively-minded team. Not that we couldn't necessarily score goals, but it was just – the tactical side that um, you were a center back too, right? Um, I was a defensive center midfielder. Okay, defensive center mid. So, yeah. And so that was um, a little bit more of the tactical decisions that we made. Scored more goals in transition, and really didn't want to give anything up in the back. Um, and that's something that um, I hold near and dear to my heart. That I feel like I learned a lot from high school soccer was how to defend well and how to defend as a unit. Um, to make sure you're not giving up goals. And 
I can proudly say we've only given up seven goals this season. So that's been fantastic. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. You guys haven't mm-hmm. lost your defensive yeah. identity, but now you're, 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 you're score- you could win a shootout game mm-hmm. too now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I can't speak too much for the years that I was gone when um, between my high school and going off to college. Um, I know that de- there definitely was a transition to a, a little bit of a different style of play, but um, when I went to college at McDaniel under Coach Sandy Lagana, um, we had a very attacking-minded um, uh, uh, type of play. And not to say we didn't weren't defensive at all. We were very defensive, but just kind of added another element that I know for me as a coach, I really took to heart a lot of the finishing drills um, that we do. Um, I learned from my college coach, and um, scoring goals is really important. Um, not only for again just um, t- tight games, but um, it um, gives players the opportunity to um, have a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you guys didn't want to score goals when you mm-hmm. were in high school, too. It's just the, right. way, the, the way the team was built. Like, right. like the strength of the team was, was more more on the defensive end of the build. This is no indictment of, of, of Coach Mitch Rubin at all. Oh, no, of course not. Right, yeah, because, of course, you guys wanted to score. It's just not, not the strength of the team. Right. Um, but yeah, you went to college, you you played for an attack-minded coach. Uh, the, the style you brought to Oakdale, was that going to depend on the players you had, that you, the, the makeup of the roster, how you were going to play, or, or did you want to be more attack-minded coming in? I really wanted coming in um, to make sure that, that wasn't, the attacking side wasn't lost. Um, we, when I plan out my preseason, I do start our first week, um, besides like getting to know each other and building mental toughness is all defending. Um, cause I think that part is real, um, still really important. But again, after that, as we start to, um, transition and make sure we have that solid foundation, I don't want attacking, um, to be lost. We do a lot of finishing drills. Um, really working currently on making sure our midfielders look forward and continue to join into the attack Um, because it's important. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you have to score goals. uh, um, uh, And you don't want to be playing so many close games because inevitably a bounce is not – it's not going to go your way. That's the game of soccer. In those those scoreless games. Um, I mean, you guys have played some crazy games this year. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the first Ligonor game, uh, that, that was an overtime game, and, uh, and that one didn't go your way. What, what do you think your girls took from that game? So that was the first um, real challenge, I think, that our team came across. And, of course, it's an overtime game, so they didn't get the chance to respond to getting scored on on the field. Um, that was the first time in the entire season that we were down a goal, but we didn't get to respond. So um, managing the girls' response and practice throughout the rest of the week was really important. Um, and not to say it didn't come with challenges, but they really came out on top after that um, and learned from their um the loss because losses happen. Yeah, uh, you you certainly did learn from the loss of the playoff start. 
you face Ligonor again. Uh, you're back in you're back in overtime uh, uh, with with Ligonor. So so you guys mm-hmm. seemed like you were ready for that for that moment. Yeah, absolutely. The girls really rose to the occasion, battled really hard, and um, when it came down to it, it it's the game of soccer. Handballs happen, but all credit to the girls. They got the ball down there to put themselves in that situation. Um, to make a little bit of a jumble in the box to get that opportunity. Yeah, the, the game was won 2-1 uh, to one in overtime uh, against Ligonor in the playoffs. Uh, Hannah Claggett uh, uh, b- buried the PK, and we'll talk about Hannah in a minute because I know she's one of your leading scorers. Uh, but, but then you, you move on and you play Tuscarora. Tuscarora is this awesome soccer team, uh, undefeated, CMC champs, barely scored upon. But when you guys played them during the regular season, it was it was a scoreless tie. So that showed you and your girls that you were right there with them, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think – so we played um, Tuscarora. It was our second-to-last game of the season. And it was – I think for the girls, it wasn't necessarily an, an unknown that we could hang with them. But after that game, it really solidified like, hey, guys, we can do this. Um, and we have the chance to do something really special this season. Right. Uh, so, so you see Tuscarora again. You, uh, you, you, you'd already played um, 100 scoreless minutes with them um, the first half. And it was sort of a weird night. Uh, it, was a, it was a foggy night. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was almost like a scene out of like uh, a, a graveyard. Like It was like Halloween. It was a full moon, I, I think I remember. And the moon was like right over mid. It was just this yeah. uh, perfect, perfect scene, uh, really. Um, the first half happens. Um, uh, I, I thought they had the run of play in the first half, but you guys hung in there, kept them off the scoreboard. In the second half, um, I don't know if you made a concerted effort to be more aggressive or not, but it seemed like you guys flipped that in the second half where you guys had the run of play. But here we are again, end of regulation, no, 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 no goals. So, so what, was your me- what was your message to your team at that point? At that point, after, again, so many minutes where no goals had been scored, it really – comes down to who wants it more and who's going to make that extra effort, who's going to push to say, hey, we need to take control of this game and um, put one in the back of the net. Right. Uh, so overtime starts, and and, and we're thinking – the game is, it felt destined to go to PKs at that point. It's like these teams <laughs> can't score against each other. But uh, the first minute of overtime, you guys get the ball. Um, yeah, uh, you, get, you get the ball in space and um, – Where's my where's my roster? I, I left it on my desk. Um, it was Gwen. Yeah, uh, Gwen, Gwen Ladd. Um, um, uh, she got the ball in space, sent a beautiful cross into the box, and then the ball bounces off. Um, Reagan plate. Reagan plate um, uh, in, in the box, and it goes off her back, <laughs> and, and and into the goal. And, and you guys earned this. Uh, you guys earned this awesome. One nothing uh, overtime win over Tuscarora, and it, and again it just shows you that it's it, it, like you said it's it's soccer that sometimes the bounces go your way, sometimes they don't, but in that moment they definitely did. So. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm incredibly proud of the girls, and even talked about it today at practice. Um, you, they have the ability, they have the skill to have that extra push. They scored that goal in overtime in less than a minute. Um, and that sometimes is really what it takes, that energy and, again, the bounce going your way. Right. And what, what was going through your head when that, when that happened? It was such a thrilling and exciting moment for you guys. Um, at that moment, it, I don't want to say it was disbelief or shock because I knew they could do it. It was really just 
pure excitement. I saw Gwen um, on that side and she cut it back. And at that moment, I'm like, this is a chance. This is our chance. And Reagan, again, whatever it takes going off the back, she was aggressive, got in there and did what needed to be done. It, it doesn't matter how it goes in, right? It, mm-hmm. just, just as long as it doesn't go in off. I, I guess it can go in off any part but the hand. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm yeah. sure. So um, so you guys win that, and then all of a sudden you're in the state quarters, and then you play Magruder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sort of what were, you, what were you expecting coming off the big win and, and, and going into the Magruder state quarterfinal game? So uh, going into the state final game, of course, found some film on Magruder. Um, and finding film on teams is much easier than it was when I was in high school. Um, the best film we could find was their Rockville game from a month before. So um, I know a lot of the girls, and of course me included, um, took a look at that game and um, learned from it. We knew that they had some speed up top, um, but we also knew that um, – I think their speed of play was a little bit slower. And that was something that, again, finding that energy, finding that urgency, we could um, exploit. Um, After the first half, um, it was one nothing, but we were losing. Um, So that was the second time this season that we had been down a goal. Um, But luckily, of course, this time we had the chance to respond. Yeah, it seemed like a light switch went off because you mm-hmm. guys were you guys got um, so offensive in the second half, and you were and you were able to score a bunch of goals. You, you scored four goals um, in, in the second half of that game, and, and you won four to one. So, mm-hmm. um, so what 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 really changed for you guys in the second half of that game? So, from the sec- second for first half to the second half, the first half we still had a lot of good chances. They just wasn't the execution. And then um, we did have a lot of the possession of that game, and then we caught, got caught sleeping a little bit um, on their goal. And, of course, credit to her. Um, what, part of our scout was they had a really fast, talented forward who was able to find the back of the net. Um, and moving forward in the second half, of course, we had to manage that, but then find that execution in the final third, which we were able to do. Right. Uh, uh, Reagan uh, Plate scored uh, two two year goals in that game. It seems like Reagan, she's a presence in the box, it seems. like It mm-hmm. seems like you, you could play balls into her office at pieces or just, just when, when, when you get space like Gwen did, mm-hmm. and, and she's able to finish those physical plays in the box. Yeah, absolutely. She's not afraid to go up for a ball. Um Sometimes I, I wish she wouldn't turn her back and score with her back. Um, but again, she's still putting herself in there. She's still putting her body on the line for her team. Um, and that's exactly what we need in the box. Sometimes being in the box is a little bit of a scrum. Right. So she scored multiple goals off her back. She hasn't, she hasn't, oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> she, she has an act. For Sometimes when she goes up for any 50, 50 ball, sometimes it happens, okay. but again, she's still right. putting her body up there and challenging, um, which we need in 50, 50 ball situations. Right. And, uh, talk to us about, uh, Hannah too. Uh, she, uh, she's been your, for your leading scorer for most of the season. Uh, a, r- a really nice uh, presence up there as, as, as a striker. Yeah, absolutely. Hannah Claggett is, um, one of my favorite players to coach because even though she, is obviously very good, very talented, very fast. Um, but she's also super passionate and always willing to learn and get better. Um, 
her work rate over the course of the season has just continued to improve. And not only is she a attacking threat when the ball is at her foot, but she's really added more elements to her game where she's flying around and pressing the ball too um, in a defensive sense. Right. Who, who are some of the unsung players on your team that maybe don't have the most stats? I know uh, Caroline Atwell's mm-hmm. had a very nice season for you mm-hmm. so far. But, but who are the players that you count on that maybe don't get – the headlines don't get written about a lot. You don't see their names at the top of the stat sheet. Who are, but but they're important players. Oh, they, yeah, absolutely. They, 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 they make your team go. Um, going back to talking about things defensively, um, our back line has been wonderful all season. Um, so our back line, we've got Taylor Bennett um, as our right back. We've got Ambria Gaither, Justine Lamb in the center, and then Avery Plate, um, Reagan's sister, um, as our left back, and they they don't often score goals. Taylor did get one in the Magruder game. Um, that was her second goal of the season, um, but they don't have the incredible stats that our forwards do, and again, goes to the nature of their position, but they have played against a lot of very good, talented teams. Um, Linganore, Tuscarora, Urbana, right. um, when we played Century, and they've held their own and played against extremely talented forwards and done a wonderful job back there. And a word about your, your keeper, too. Oh. I, I, I know she came <laughs> up with some huge saves in that Tuscarora game especially. So, Kara is an extremely talented goalkeeper who um, has a great head on her. She's only a freshman, and she's stepped up in a huge way and been able to make those big plays that kept us in the Tuscarora game to get us to overtime, that – she made a that huge save um, in the first half where she just tapped it over the bar and kept us alive. Kara's been fantastic um, in the goal for us. Uh, so now you guys are in the semifinals, state semifinals, Class 3A. Um, you're going to play Saturday at 7.30 against Mount Hebron. Is it nice? You're playing at Ligonor. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you, you're not, you don't have to travel too far uh, to play your game. That, that's an advantage, uh, do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Yeah. It's talking to the girls. They're like, this doesn't happen often. The predetermined location is basically in our backyards. At this point, this is the third time we're playing on that field this season. And in most everybody's mind, it's a home game at this point. Right, and, and playing on the turf, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that, that's got to be a, a, a great for your girls. Oh, absolutely. Again, we have a lot of fast players, and it really gets to showcase their speed. Right, and when you were at Tuscarora, you, you played them the first time it was mm-hmm. on a turf field, but then mm-hmm. you played them on a grass field. Were, were you worried that was going to change the game significantly when, when you played them on grass or, or, well, or, or no? Um, I de- definitely knew it was going to change the game for us because we're not accustomed to playing on grass very often. Um, and we hadn't played on grass for some time. Um, I think the last time we had played on grass, well, it was Century, so I guess it wasn't too far, only a few weeks. Um, but it definitely is something that we're not used to. But um, we knew for Trescora, who is a team who really keeps the ball on the ground very well, and they still move the ball very well on the grass, but we knew that might slow them down a little bit and give us some other opportunities. Right. Uh, so you're going to play Mount Hebron. Uh, what, what do you know about Mount Hebron uh, that, that you could tell us? Um, so got to find some f- recent film on them and then 
also got the opportunity since we had our quarterfinal game on Friday night. They played on Saturday night and was able to travel and watch them a little bit, which was great. Um, they are a, a really good physical side um, who I like to draw parallels to Tuscora and Linganore combined. They have that physicality, that presence in the air that Linganore has, um, and they look more often to then play feet similar to Tuscora. So it's a good balance there. Right. And what, what are the keys for you guys uh, against them? What, what, what's the game plan going into that game? Um, so like to look at things, two lenses, um, defensively, we want to make sure that we are winning balls out of the air and challenging everything out of the air. And after watching some film, we've determined that they've got some special players going forward who I would classify as posting players who usually start with their back to goal instead of running into space and making sure we're managing that. And then offensively doing a lot of the same things that we've done all season, um, using the width, going in for slots, um, but also continuing to challenge keepers and take shots from distance. And I think that's going to give us a lot of success. Well, yeah. yeah. What, what's, what's the mood like been in practice and just, I mean, it, it's fun. It's really mm -hmm. fun preparing for, for these big games and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Mood is wonderful. They're really excited. They're getting a little antsy because um, – yeah, you guys have, have, you have this big break. You have like a week off between the quarterfinal right. and the semifinal. So. so this is the first time that we've been really able to train since preseason, and they're ready to go. They want a game. Also, it at this point, oh, we've got a few days. Sometimes we throw a little fitness in there, which they haven't seen for a while because during the season it's a lot of managing bodies because you're playing so many games. But this week um, – I think we did we did a little bit of fitness, and I think it also. What what, what does fitness involve? Oh, um, just a little bit of running. Make so after we play maybe a competitive game, loser runs a little bit, and it's not necessarily anything crazy, but it was it's just been a, a little bit of a reminder back to preseason. But and it's not necessarily the girls' favorite, but I think it's also something that we talked about was that running a little bit reminds us of our goals and where we started the, at the beginning where we had again super long preseason and we were going through this grind and reminding ourselves that we've been grinding and we've been grinding all summer we've grinded all preseason we've been grinding during the whole regular season grinding through playoffs and we've put in the work and we want to keep putting in the work and see this through what is being a coach what, what, what has it taught you so far being a coach has really taught me a lot about how important putting the team is over yourself. Um, a lot of our message today is, again, through fitness and through challenges, is how can we be united and stick together and play as one and make sure we're all on the same page and all positive and all encouraging um, because in the end, it's team. We're, it's a team sport, and we're playing for each other. Has, has it been more challenging than you thought, less challenging about what you thought it would be uh, uh, well, coaching soccer? Coaching soccer? Um, well, I have to think about that one a little bit. Um, I think it's about what I expected it to be. Um, I think it was – 
difficult coming straight into coaching right off um, into high school coaching right off of college because there's a little bit of a different set of expectations. And of course, there's the difference in the level of play from college. And I think learning how to adjust that, but still, again, hold them accountable um, has been something I've been really working to find the balance with because I really want to make sure I'm pushing them to reach their full potential and be the best that they can be. When did you know that you wanted to be a coach? It was something always in my mind because I had always wanted to be a teacher um, and coaching is just another form of teaching. So I grew up um, in a family of teachers and coaches. Um, My mom, also a math teacher like me, um, and my aunt uh, is a teacher. My cousin's a teacher. So grew up um, with them as role models. But then also um, my dad. Are you from this area too? Yes. Okay, you are. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you grew up in this area. Mm -hmm. And also my um, dad and grandfather were coaches. Um, Soccer or other sports? um, Other sports. So my grandfather coached football um, and basketball, I think a little bit of baseball. Um, And then my dad mostly coached basketball. And he coached me a little bit when I played basketball in middle school and early high school. Right, but but soccer was always your love, or did did you acquire the love so, sort of as you got older? Um, soccer was always a love since we were little. Started playing um, at the age of three, and all the way up, and all the way through. Um, and did, did you have siblings uh, to push you along too? Or? Oh yeah. yeah, so um, I had two older sisters, um, Katie Marshall and Jenny Marshall. So. Unfortunately, I didn't ever got the chance to play with Katie or Jenny. Katie was um, four years older than me, so never got the chance in high school. But then Jenny, um, where we lived, um, we got redistricted. We were in that. Yeah, um, Katie and Jenny went to Urbana. Yes, I I, I know that, and and they played on those great Urbana teams. Mm -hmm. So, so you you grew up watching them play in huge high school games. Oh yeah, of course. I remember coming out when I was younger, being ball girl, and then huddling up in the cold and watching and cheering and getting super excited for them. Okay. So, so you got redistricted. Did you mm-hmm. want to go to Urbana? Were you, were you, were you bummed about that? So it was definitely a transition. So I got to transition to Oakdale and I went to, I went to Urbana middle, then Oakdale middle, um, for my eighth grade year. And it was definitely, um, a transition cause I had always gone to the Urbana camps when I was younger seeing um, Coach Bauer, who at that time coached JV, Coach Nichols. And um, it was definitely something I had always looked forward to. But then um, transitioning to Oakdale, I think what really helped me was um, my teammate, Christy LaBella. She was in the same situation. Her older sister, Angela LaBella, was the same age as my oldest sister. Um, And she went to Urbana. And then we made the transition together to Oakdale. And we were both freshman on varsity. She was goalkeeper. And well, then what was your freshman year? Freshman year was the year after the school opened. So they won their state title in 2010. So then I started as a freshman the fall of 2011. Okay. So when so when you came into Oakdale, you're like, mm-hmm. this is this is great, right? Because mm-hmm. they they just won a state title in their very first season of existence. Oh so, yeah. So so you had to be even though you you, uh, you sort of got detoured when you mm-hmm. got de- redistricted. You're like, I'm coming into a pretty good situation. Uh, coach Ruben uh, mm-hmm. is is a proven coach. So so you had to be pretty excited coming into high school. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, right. Yeah. Super exciting. Um, the other 
like blessing about playing soccer throughout all my years and having older siblings was um, a lot of my older siblings club teammates were at Oakdale. So I already had that in. And again, I had a friend in Christy. And so coming into playing at Oakdale, a brand new school um, that was showing so much promise after winning a state title was really exciting. Right. And, and, and you knew you wanted to coach as far back as then, just, just because of, I mean, because of all the family history and stuff. Um, I knew, I honestly hadn't, I don't think at that point really thought about it that far. I knew I was dabbling in the idea of teaching. Um, and at that point I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to teach middle school, teach high school and how that would work and all those logistical things as I'm math person, very numbers oriented schedule yeah, I was type gonna, I was going to ask what you, what, what you taught. You, 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 you teach math. Yes. Yeah, you do. Okay. So at that point, I don't think I had really thought that far, but then especially as I got older and determined, I think I really want to find my space in the high school classroom. Um, coaching, I think, and at the high school level, especially as a teacher in the high school level, it really works out well schedule-wise and offers so much opportunity there. Right. Here, here's one for you. How does math apply to soccer? <laughs> well, f- you can always compare to all the stats that we do um, and all of that jazz, but uh, I think... Uh, ang- a- shot angles, angles, uh, <laughs> pa- pa- passing? The, is, is there some mathematical um, formula or, <laughs> or, or um, a nuance to that? Um. I don't necessarily think of soccer in that type of mathematical way. Um, I think coming from a different perspective, math takes a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a difficult subject for a lot of students. And soccer is not an easy sport to play. So more than anything, I think the connection for me that I make between math and soccer is having that work ethic. Right. Um, Middle, Middletown was always your nemesis in, in, in high school, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they were the one team that always gave you guys fits, right? Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Well, why, 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 why was that? Just, uh, um, just the way things shook out, they got the bounces? Well, again, Middletown's always a tough team, very physical um, and always exciting. They always have this edge to them. Um, my, one of my club teammates, Sarah Kovolchik, um, played at Middletown, and I think she's – I feel like the epitome of a, a Middletown player, super feisty. Yeah. Um, and so that was always fun to play against and just kind of bring it to a general sense. Sports in Frederick County are all super competitive. Um, and I feel like you could say rivals change almost all the time. Right. Yeah. It just, it, it seems like just club soccer. So many, so many of these girls play club soccer there. They, they, mm-hmm. they play for a good bit of the year. So that really raises the level of play during the high school season. I mean, the club, the club scene, uh, as, as you know, has a huge impact on, on the games you see, uh, during the high school season. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of great clubs in the area. Yeah. And, and you played for FC Frederick. Yeah. You're played right. for FC Frederick. Uh, yep. And, uh, McDaniel, uh, just, uh, the, the process of going there, um, uh, you, you were interested in the school um, or just just what what brought you to McDaniel? So um, just kind of a little bit of process elimination. I knew I wanted to teach in Maryland. And so education-wise, I needed to get a Maryland certif- cert- certificate to teach here. So um, you can get that directly by going to a Maryland school. And 
I knew I didn't want to go too far. Um, I, I love Maryland. So I knew I wanted to stay in state and then. Yeah. Cause your family could see mm-hmm. you come see you play your friends. Yeah, night. absolutely. And then the next thing is I knew I didn't want to go division one or division two. I wanted a little bit of a smaller school. Um, so that also narrowed my choices down. Well, for, what, why is that? Why'd you want the smaller school? I'm definitely more of an introverted person. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where my heart was. I wanted to make sure I got to know my professors. Yeah. And I'm really glad I did. Right. Yeah. So that was definitely a factor. And then, of course, I want to play soccer. Right. So for me, it came down to St. Mary's College of Maryland and McDaniel and um, nothing wrong with St. Mary's. They were at the time just going through a coaching transition. And I loved Coach Sandy at McDaniel. And um, I was really excited to go there. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like you made the right choice because <laughs> it sounds like you had a coach that really made an impact on you, not just as a person, but it, it, uh, it shaped you as a coach too. It shaped part of your philosophy. So. Absolutely. And had a lot of good runs at McDaniel. Yeah. Um, well, good news, Coach Horsenberg. Middletown is not in your path uh, <laughs> uh, in, in the state semifinals. Uh, the Oakdale girls, once again, will play Mount Hebron. 7.30, Saturday night, Ligonor High School. Uh, if you win that, you're in the state final. We, we don't know what day or time yet at Loyola. It'll be next week. And uh, if you beat Mount Haverhill, you'll either face Huntingtown or River Hill. Do you, do you mm-hmm. look that far ahead? Uh, have, have you started scouting those teams yet? Or are you strictly focused on Mount Hebron right now? Right now, all the focus on is on Mount Hebron. We've got to take things game by game. And once we get through this weekend... We're going to be looking forward to what's next. Well, thanks for coming in. I I really, really appreciate it. It's been great talking to you, and we wish your girls well on Saturday night against Mount Hebron, again, at Lagonor High School, um, 7.30 p.m., Class 3A, Girls Soccer State Semifinal. Uh, Annie Schwarzenberg, uh, thanks so much again. Thank you so much for having me. All right. uh, Thanks to producer uh, Graham Cullen. Thanks to John Cannon for coming in and talking county sports with me a little earlier. And thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, We will see you back here uh, next week, maybe talking about soccer state championships here on the Final Score Podcast.